very pleasant good morning to everyone. These devotions are being brought to you by the Anglican Diocese of the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands. My name is Father Roderick Bain, the rector of St. Barnabas here in New Providence. Let us pray the collect for today. O God, whose blessed Son came into the world that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life. Grant that, having this hope, we may purify ourselves as he is pure, that when he comes again in power and great glory, we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. The Gospel for today is the Eucharistic Gospel for today being the 15th of November, 2023. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. It's in Luke's Gospel, chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. At that time, on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of Christ. Praise to Christ our Lord. Then he said to him, Get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. I speak to you now in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just the other day I had a conversation with a sick member that I went to visit, and she painstakingly uh, took a long route to the process by which she was healed. She talked of her many visits to the doctor, but she, at the end, culminated her story with the fact that the doctor really prescribed some very, very good medicine, and they really worked. And I, as I sat there, I said, yes, I agreed with her. I said, doctors, when they know what is exactly wrong with you, they know the exact medicine that they should give you. And they write the best prescription. And once you follow it, you should be all right. And we then started to talk about sometimes the medications that doctors may prescribe may not work, as well as sometimes there's no medication in country. And it is difficult then to get the healing that one needs. But this story that we have, this story again of a healing, uh, is indeed an intriguing one. This is a simple but complex story because it is a story that right before our eyes, if our eyes of faith are not open, 
we will think that it is very simple, simple story. There are things in our lives that are right before us, great and deep mystery that we cannot comprehend because our eyes of faith are not open. And here it is, Jesus is opening the eyes of faith. And the writer of this gospel, St. Luke, in his own way as a doctor, made a surgical attempt to make sure that the hearers of this gospel knew exactly what Jesus wanted them to hear. He wanted to, that is the writer, wanted to make sure that those who read this gospel and those who heard the words of Jesus, that it was a medicine for whatever situation, uh, illness that they might have found themselves in. And as we approach this healing story, we must ask, what is the illness? And what is it that caused Jesus to say, your faith has made you well? There is an illness of sorts, that, as we look at this story, that can be first, as we gleam uh, the top or the surface level of the story. Um, it is an illness that, one, there were persons who had leprosy. Leprosy, of course, was a terrible and a dreaded skin disease, very contagious, and those who had it had to stay outside the city walls. And this is where Jesus would have met these persons, 10 of them, uh, the scripture says. There were 10 lepers. They were, though, in a very conspicuous but yet an intriguing place. Jesus was going on his way to Jerusalem, and between Samaria and Galilee, perhaps just outside the city wall, where there were kind of a mix, a mixed population, the Samaritans and the Jews were mixed in with this, you can call them sick bunch, the 10 of them who were sick. And so the Samaritans, though, as we know, were not great friends of the Jews. The Jews did not like them. In fact, they really despised them. And they thought less of them. We do have certain people in our community that we thought left less than uh, or less of. And so they had the same approach that the Samaritans were less than they were. And they, in many ways, felt that they were way better than the Samaritans. But Jesus, though, was able to, in his own way, remedy this misunderstanding that people can be better or feel better than others by now we see the gospel writer has all of them as sick all 10 of them are sick a sickness that not just spoke to their physical ailment but also to the mental state and the psychological state of the people at that time in jesus's day that there was this notion that there were those who thought that they were more superior than others. And that is the first type of illness that we meet across the pages of this gospel today. And as we go along, we see that even the lepers knew Jesus, even the lepers in their illness, in their sickness. And in many cases, when we look in the gospel, we saw that even those who were possessed by demons and those who were going through whatever illness that they were going through, they were the ones to call out for Jesus. They were the ones to recognize that Jesus was passing. They were the ones to know that if there is a remedy, if there's medicine or anything that they could have gotten that would heal them, they wanted to know that Jesus would be that person. And they were happy when they saw him. And so as they were going, 
of course, they called out to Jesus. They kept their distance, which they were supposed to keep their distance. And they were supposed to let everyone know that they were unclean. And they're supposed to have a bell to say that they were unclean. But they yelled out. And they shouted out to Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus didn't go over and touch them. Jesus didn't go over and say anything, uh, as it were, as in, hey, what are you guys doing here? Why are you calling me? Uh, what's going on with you? He didn't have no small conversation with them. And he did not in any way felt that they were inferior to him. And so Jesus stood above the fray, and he was one who exercised a level of spiritual superiority in a sense that no one mattered, no matter which area of life you came from, no matter your state, no matter your nationality, no matter if you were Jew or Greek, no matter if you were a Samaritan who was thought to have been the worst and therefore the lowest of the class of people at that time. And so Jesus just said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. Showing yourself to the priest at that time was more or less a verification that you were healed. Leprosy left marks, leprosy uh, left all kind of lesion and other stuff on the skin. And when persons were healed, they had to go through this kind of a verification process. The priests would have to say, yes, this person is clean. They can be let back into the gate. And all Jesus said to them was, go and show yourself to the priests. In other words, they were healed instantly. They were healed right away. They called out to Jesus. He healed them. And that was the miracle. It could have stopped there. And the miracle, if it had stopped there, we would have said, oh, well, Jesus is very powerful. He just healed them with that word or those words, go and show yourself to the priests. Meaning, you just need to get verify you all good. Once you show yourself to the priest, then you will know that you will be back among the people, back in the community. But as they went, it said, they were made clean on their way. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back praising God with a loud voice. Just one. Imagine that. You had leprosy. You were outside the city gate. People scorned you. You looked very deformed. Your skin was a total mess. And there you were shouting out to this man, Jesus, because you believe that if there is any balm or any healing or any medication or anyone that can heal you, it must have been Jesus. And this man, while they were on their way, after Jesus told them, go show yourself to the priest, he recognized that he was healed. And he praised God with a loud voice and he turned around and prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. As we should do when we get healed, thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you for touching me. Thank you for making me well. And so when Jesus uh, saw this, he asked a question. Were not there ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Of course, there is a level of ungratefulness in those who are healed. Perhaps they were too happy. Perhaps they uh, were you know, overjoyous in the fact that they were healed. And perhaps they just felt that the best thing for them to do was to get back to their living, get back to their families within the gates, and join those back within the city. And that's all they wanted to do. Because sometimes the joy of being healed can cause us to forget our healer. But here it is, 
the gospel writer and the point of the story goes to this deeper aspect of illness where from the person who there is least expectation of appreciation, the Samaritan, he was not supposed to be the one in the story to show that he has the most appreciation of Jesus. It is the Jews and others in the story who are supposed to come and show that great appreciation to Jesus. But here it is, the Samaritan, who others thought were less than true persons, uh, less than or subordinate, uh, nobody's really in a society. The Samaritan came, and the Samaritan uh, thanked Jesus. And so when Jesus saw that this foreigner, you know, because he asked, where are the others, and why didn't they return, and how is it that only this foreigner returned? And this was told against the backdrop of those who would read this gospel, the Jews and the newly converts, that the foreigners accepted and believed and saw Jesus as the healer of all problems before those whom he came to, the Jews. And so the Samaritan then teaches all in the story and all of us who read today that from the less likely expected person comes the greatest lesson. And because this foreigner returned and said, thank you, Jesus then says these words, get up, your faith has made you well. When your faith makes you well, you are not just healed by medicine or by the doctor or by the hospital or by whatever science, but there is a wellness. Wellness is different from physical healing. Wellness has to do with the condition of your soul, the condition of your mind, the condition of your heart, the condition of your psychological self. But in this sense, the wellness has to do with the rightness now with God, that all is well between this man and God. His faith was so great that it granted him that extra sense of healing. And that is what we are to look for today, a sense that we are to be made well. And no matter what we are seeking today, no matter what doctor, no matter what prescription, no matter what illness we may have, Jesus is still saying to us that our faith can make us well. Our faith then is that very thing that helps us in times when there are difficulties. There are many times I go to the hospital, many times I visit people at their lowest. The doctor might have just given them a dire and a dark diagnosis. They have weeks to live. They might have just learned that they have a terminal disease. And people access their faith. And in some ways, sometimes they live much longer than the doctor's prognosis. There are people who oftentimes go through so much hardships and bills and issues with children and spouses. And they say, Father, I'm holding on to God because my faith is in Jesus. Your faith makes you well. It is good when you have faith. The tragedy is that All of us have the ability to have faith in Jesus Christ. All of us in our existence, just as all 10 of these men in their illness, all of us in our existence can access, can shout out to Jesus, can use our faith, can reach out to him in our illness. But not many of us truly access 
and ignite the faith that is in us. Life will let us see and know that we are not well until we ignite our faith. We turn our faith on. We can exist in this world as mere mortals, but when we ignite our faith, we become partner with Jesus Christ in all that God is doing in this world. I therefore pray today that we all are made well, that our faith puts us at a higher level, that there be no despair, no hope, that we don't feel that whatever illness or whatever darkness that may cover our land or our world, that we ought to just yield to that. When we have faith in Jesus, he lifts us up to a higher place and he lets us know that we can go on our way because the faith that is in us will help us to live a better life. I thank God for the faith that is in me and I thank God for the faith that was instilled in me. So parents, grandparents, godparents, adults, instill faith in your children. Our children need faith now more than ever, a life of faith. It is the life of faith and those who have a life of faith that will live a much better and positive life, a more grateful life, as we see from the story, a well life. Jesus said to these persons and to this one foreigner, we all are like this foreigner. We all are of the Gentile uh, nation. He says to us, get up and go on your way. Your faith, your faith has made you well. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide upon you this day and forevermore. Amen. May God bless you this day then and keep you do share this devotion with someone and continue to access your faith, knowing that in whatever situation you're going through, your faith pulls you through. It actually makes you well. Have a good day.